Welcome to Kick Some ADHD, the podcast for professionals and business owners who struggle to stay focused and get the important stuff done. We'll help you understand how to maximize the unique advantages that come with ADHD and learn ways to keep the struggles and negative impacts at bay. Now, here are your hosts, ADHD coach for professionals, Dana Rayburn, and digital marketing strategist, David Johnson. All right, Dana, it's that time of the week again when you and I get to kick some ADHD. Bam! Yeah. I had this idea like for bringing mythology into it and it had to do with like Greek gods and goddesses and stuff and things. It was just going to be too disconnected. So I was like, let's just fall back to the, you know, the usual opener. I'm trying to do a pun. It might be too much of a zoo. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> oh, I, think God. I, I think I heard a lightning strike somewhere. There's a bolt falling. All right. So this is episode number 114, <laughs> Common ADHD Myths. Dang it, we're funny. I think so, um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that people that can do puns are exceedingly intelligent? That is true. I actually do know that. And that's... there's. A, I, I, yeah. I'm just saying that because pretty good at puns however yeah. all right that's this is not the pun episode though okay it's uh it's common adhd myths which is why the mythology was coming in and and that was you know i'm interested to, to hear what all you have lined up for this one dana okay all right so part of this david was was sparked by your the text i got from you the other day where you were really annoyed that someone had said something to you like doesn't everybody have ADHD or something like that? Or, or ADHD was was used as a joke and when you were in a meeting. And, um, and I thought, oh, you know what? Let's let's dig into this a little bit. Yeah, more. because because that thing gets said. And and the, the actual the first time that I heard it after I realized ADHD really was real. <laughs> Because, yes, as we know, I was one of those people. But, uh, you know, I've been through this whole ordeal with my teenager and then I got diagnosed and we're on medication. We were like really working to solve this. And a a, a teacher, one of my like a high school teacher, my 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 teenagers, I forget history or whatever it was, was was trying to be understanding, apparently, but then dropped that. Well, you know, I get it. I mean, we're all a little ADHD or whatever. And I was like, you I didn't say it, but but after I left, I was like, I, I was like, you just invalidated the struggle. You were mm-hmm. just you just made it like, oh yeah, everybody gets that because we're all yeah. a little. No, actually, we're not all. There is we're a not. chemical difference, and what you have is occasional forgetfulness or procrastination or whatever you're thinking of right now. And I have a whole different chemistry set. So thank you very much. Yeah. So that first myth that we'll talk about is everyone has a little ADHD. No. They don't. And there's data to back this up. The CDC did a study from 2016 to 2019. 9.8% of the kids are diagnosed with ADHD. Yep. And there are people who will try to debunk that and say, well, there's some parents who just manage to get their kids diagnosed so they can get them performance enhancing drugs and all that other stuff. But even with that, okay, even if you bump, it's still, that only makes the argument stronger. There are fewer people even, perhaps. Have you ever met? Anyone who wants to give their kid medication? I haven't, but I've heard of this and I know. I have heard of this too. It's anyway, like a, that's it's like academic I, I, doping or something. You know? Right. I write. Maybe. Then, like, anyway. Let their kid try the medication for a while and let's see how much they want to do that. Right. And then, and for the Nas- National Institute of Mental Health, 
they say that 4.4% of adults have ADHD. Now I've heard higher numbers there and I did a, quite a bit of research and digging around the internet when I was putting this together. And that was the number that for right now that seems to be hitting. It's hard to measure because there are a lot of people who, especially in the older generations that just didn't get diagnosed. or Yeah, won't. they're not diagnosed. Right. So, But this is not everyone has ADHD because if they did, the numbers would be higher and more people would be diagnosed. And society so, would be a much more fun place to live. <laughs> it would be more fun place to live. And yeah, so a lot of people struggle with procrastination and they're distracted by their phones and all of that. However, it's different. It is. It's different. And, it I, and I would challenge anybody who says, oh, I have a little ADHD. You spend... You spend even a day in one of our brains and see what it's like. Yeah. And good luck with that. Yeah. Yeah. The other one, and David, this was you. ADHD isn't real. I I, I will add my own personal corollary, which I know I'm not the only one that ever thought this, but that, yes, it was invented by Big Pharma to sell drugs to people who are bad at parenting, uh, which, of course, none of this is true, but this was this was... Uh, this was what I thought. My right, first encounter right. with people who had ADHD was actually they, they had kids. And I thought, man, they are just not disciplining their children. And now they're, you know, they're giving them a pill and suddenly they behave. And I was like, that's very convenient. You know, anyway, obviously it's real. Yeah. And I had a very harsh awakening. Yeah. So let's dig into this. I uh, This I've lifted from Chad, children and adults with ADHD. So mm -hmm. because they had a lot of good data on there. ADHD cases have been described as far back as a textbook published in 1775 in Germany. And since then, over 10,000 clinical and scientific publications have been published on ADHD. This is according to Dr. Barkley, 2015. Yeah. yeah. And Dr. Barkley is... If he's nothing but a scientist, I mean, that's what his passion is ADHD. That is true. Yeah. Whether you like everything he says or not. Right. He's a but scientist. He is, yep. But you trust, his, you trust his data. Definitely. He also, research studies also show numerous differences between those with and without ADHD. AD, and this is Robert. Should I quote the studies? Robert's at all, 2015. Uh, you know, we can drop them in our show notes. Okay. And yeah. If you want okay. to link out, we can link out to them so you can check okay. some stuff down. But you've mentioned the a principal investigator. Sure. That's great. Yeah. ADHD also runs in families with a heritability chance of 57% for a child if a parent has ADHD hmm. and 70 to 80% chance for a twin to have it if the other twin has it. I love twin studies. Hearing about twin studies are so much fun. Oh, that's fascinating. I hadn't seen that number before. Yeah. Interesting. And that's also from Dr. Barkley. And then brain scan studies show differences in the development of the brain of individuals with ADHD, such as cortical thinning in the frontal regions, the prefrontal cortex that we're always talking about, reduced volume in the inferior frontal gyrus, whatever that is, reduced gray matter and blah, 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 blah in different cortexes. So our brain structure is actually different. Yeah, and, and there are people who say you can see it on an fMRI. I know Dr. Amen is one of those who, who mm -hmm. claims that they're, after scanning so many brains, that they can always see ADHD yeah. activity in, a, in, an, in, an, in an fMRI scan, which, is, which yeah. is fascinating. Yeah. So if the scientists are doing the research and saying this, we've got to believe ADHD is real. So that myth, ADHD isn't real, blah, 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 blah. Is a myth. Isn't true. Yeah. It is, is a myth. Yeah. is a myth agreed 
Yeah. Okay. How about another one? Okay. Only kids have ADHD. <laughs> now, we don't need to talk about this a lot because obviously we're all adults here talking about ADHD and most people listening are adults. But that is something that you also hear. Well, everybody just grows out of it. Yeah, you just grow out of it. Yeah. No, and in yeah. fact, yeah, it's, it's the other way around. If you try to get diagnosed as an adult, they'll want to ask about your child. The symptoms have to have been present in childhood and in adulthood, mm-hmm. right? If, yep. to, to, for you yep. to be diagnosed as an adult. It lasts a lifetime. It's mm. our little friend that goes with us wherever we are. It's true. Yeah. And a lot of children with ADHD continue to struggle with symptoms as adults, especially if they haven't learned to deal with it. Right. Or their family or their parents were doing everything for them and they didn't learn to to take the big falls when they were younger. Yeah. I, I run into that a lot. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You can't be protected from the consequences of it. Just like you don't want to shelter a child from the benefits of it. You know, yeah. you don't you don't want to shelter them from the from the negative consequences because otherwise they, they will not have the necessary skills and yeah. They'll be listening to this show. <laughs> and why are more kids diagnosed with ADHD than adults? Well, because in schools, the behavior problems become much more apparent. And in adults, we as adults, we either we can hide it or we um, are a hot mess, but nobody really pays attention. And I think a lot of people develop coping skills also as they as they get older. Yeah, so it's a things that. Yeah. yeah, I know that before I even knew about ADHD, I developed a lot of coping skills that made my life easier. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep. I did too. And some of them were healthy and some of them not, not as healthy. And <laughs> those have been replaced, you know. Right. Or, or, or are being replaced, as the case may be. Right, right. It's true. Okay, so that myth that only kids have ADHD is BS. Agreed. Absolute 100%. BS. Yeah. How about the poor parenting causes ADHD? You already mentioned that. Oh, yes. You know, and of course, I didn't think that they had caused their child to have a condition. I just thought they were not the greatest at, you know, keeping their kids corralled. But um, obviously, this is chemical. So, I mean, unless you injected something in the womb, you couldn't have caused this. (laughs) Right. Now, so it's mostly genetic. It mostly has a hereditary component. Also, neurological factors such as pregnancy and birth complications, brain damage, toxins, and infections can also cause, a type, it looks like ADHD, yeah. but it's not social factors. Poor parenting can make it worse. Mm. And more visible, more obvious. Right. Yeah. Right. But according to a Dr. Barkley study, twin studies of children with ADHD show that the family environments of the children contribute very little to their individual differences in their ADHD mm. symptoms. And it's great that we have studies that show this. I, I will add one sort of like another side of the same coin is that there is some evidence to suggest that the genetic components of ADHD with certain genes that are that are either turned on or, or off can actually be activated more frequently in times of high stress. And so this is one of the theories behind why there was a renaissance coming out of the Black Plague or which, which, whichever Black Death, all the terrible mm-hmm. conditions in the, in the late Middle Ages. Oh, yeah. That why we suddenly had all these artists and inventors and, you know, this great progress was because these genes were starting to 
be activated in people that maybe in different conditions might not have, you know, they might not have activated. But again, there's a, there's a lot to those, there's a lot of genetics in there and, and it, it doesn't, the, the net result is the same, right? It's not there. It wasn't their parenting, right? <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe conditions yeah. In, influence genetics somewhere along the line, but it wasn't, it wasn't about parenting and it still isn't and it won't be. And I think one of my fun things to do is look back at the family tree to follow the genetic line because I'm the first one to truly be diagnosed. Mm. However, if you look back on both sides, you can see it. Oh, me too. The scalawags, the pirates, <laughs> the, the, the entrepreneurs. Yeah, the fun I mean, ones. The, yeah, the, 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 yeah, there's, there's a, I, it, it's, yeah, there's yeah. a, I, I, my family tree, there's a lot of real interesting stuff going on back there. I left my, my meeting with a, psychi- a psychologist when she handed me the report. I left that day. I drove straight to my parents' house and I handed my dad the report. He read it and he goes, Oh, <laughs> and I went, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, yeah, we found it. We found it at least on one side, possibly the other, but you know, of the family, it's definitely there in the, in the, in the yeah. genes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So here's another one. And this is where I don't agree with Dr. Barkley. People with ADHD are destined to a life of failure. Okay. You're going to, you're going to have my hearty agreement with you on this. This one pisses me off. Sorry. Yeah. And yes, many people with, if they don't have, if they're not treating or managing their ADHD, yes, it leads to a higher risk of troubles with law, addictions, unwanted pregnancy, early death, yada, 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 all of that stuff. ADHD can make life harder. I'm not saying that it doesn't. We see that. However, there are many, many people who are highly successful professionals, entrepreneurs who lead productive lives and contribute greatly to society. Absolutely. And I used to think that there was, there was either, uh, you were either going to be wildly successful, like a Richard Branson or I mean, these people you're naming, or you mm-hmm. were going to be a miserable failure, like the ones that Barkley seems to think we all are. And then there was no in between. You know, and that's absolutely not the case. You know, if it were, none of us would have hope. I mean, but we, but 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 we have we can anecdotally at least counteract, you know, the Barclays assertions based on people that we know. And so that's right. enough for me at the moment. I don't you know, there, we need more studies on this. Yeah, there needs to be. Well, the, Barclays done a big study and and it and it's really depressing. You don't want to listen to him talk about it because when you leave, you want to jump out a window um yeah if untreated adhd untreated untreated adhd causes a shit show of problems in a life yeah all kinds of stuff yep however treat it and there's hope and you can be a productive member of society and here you are listening to this podcast so you're already in the class of people who is likely to move in the right direction just yeah, be- look at us. I mean, because look, I mean, if you, I mean, why, why else would you be listening? You could be listening to something, you know, completely different right now if you weren't. Yeah, a true interested. crime podcast or sure. something. Something, something or like something. That. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so top executives such as Richard Branson, David Nealman, founder who founded JetBlue Airways. Paul, I can't say this guy's name. The guy who founded Kinko's. Yeah, yeah. They have ADHD. Look at Simone Biles, the gymnast. I mean, there's a yeah. lot of them. And people go back before 
that was diagnosed and say, well, this person had the, this person, Leonardo this person. Da Vinci, I don't famously, right? That's the one. Right. But I'm not going to do that because can't. I don't think we can no. throw a diagnosis at somebody without, post, no, I mean. Yeah. Postmortem. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I just, uh, yeah. But I many other, you know, po- uh, popular entertainers, Justin Timberlake. Um, that's right. I forgot about him. Who's the singer from Maroon 5 that's on The Voice whose name um, I'm not remembering at the moment. He's got the really high voice and he was... Um, Anyway, I don't know. Br- br- anyway, come to me later at the worst okay. possible time. But you'll, yeah. you'll, you'll le- blurt it out when it does. Come. Okay, sounds good. Okay, yeah. yeah. So just because you have an ADHD diagnosis does not mean you're destined to failure. Absolutely. Um, here's one. This is just anecdotal evidence, but I've seen, but I've had people not be able to get diagnosed because they were good students. Oh. And the doctor does the life history and says, well, you were a good student. You can't have ADHD. Yeah, I got news for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You I graduated 13th in my class of 500, and that was with like half my brain tied behind my back and completely checked out. So, yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A uh, lot of ADHD students struggle. Yeah. And some, but some people are really good at school. Some oh. people are exceedingly smart. My and, mom was mad. She's like, imagine if you had done homework. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Could have been valedictorian oh, yeah, something like that i'm like yeah and that would have been worth something not <laughs> right. you know not worth right. like losing my high school life over thank you no <laughs> oh boy so just because someone is was good at school does not mean that they do not have adhd yeah true story these are good myths yeah. i'm glad you assembled these these are these are good yeah. I, this is an episode people i think our listeners can share this episode if you're hearing these myths just send just send them a link you know you hear somebody yeah. spout one of these here yeah yeah, here you go. Yeah. Here's my other thing. ADHD medication is addicting. Mm, I you like my notes in there, one. David? I do. Yeah. Yeah. We both know. We both know. It just know. says yada, yada, yada. Yep. We, uh, we can fill this one in all day, which we don't have time for, but we could. Okay. Well, I'm going to say what I, when someone tells me that, I look at them and I say, I have to work with my clients to build very elaborate plans for them to remember <laughs> to, to remember. take their medication. <laughs> To remember to take their medication and to remember uh, to get the prescription filled. Yeah. And have you ever known an addict to forget to drink the gin oh, or man. to forget to snort the Coke I or whatever? my cocaine for like two weeks. <laughs> right. Like, right. No. <laughs> no. Does not happen. No. 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 Now, yes, they are scheduled to stimulants and possibly if you do not have ADHD, yeah, these are a Addictive sure. little well, things. And there's but, habituation, you know, and that's right. also what people conflate with addiction, right? right. Sometimes you right. eventually might need a larger dose than, you know, or a higher dose. But no, that's not the same thing as having a chemical dependency that drives you to go get the yes. medication. What I learned in ADHD coaching school is when they were first used trying out the stimulant medication I, it was in the 50s or something and it was with women as weight loss pills and then they went to remove the, they said okay study's over and we're going to stop using giving you these weight loss pills and the women just got hysterical and that's when they said oh this is addicting they were addicted but they, right. no. they were addicted but really what happened is for the first time in their lives their brains had worked yeah and they said, no, you can't. Yeah, no, don't take please. that away from me, please. Don't men send me back to the house of pain. Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of people don't know that the Ritalin was named for the guy's wife. His name was Rita. She was a, he was a chemist and, and it improved her tennis game. So he named it after her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
because she could focus. Yeah, absolutely. ADHD medication is not addicting if you have ADHD and if it's prescribed and you're taking it correctly. Yeah, and right. this is why, as a scheduled substance, at least in the United States, you have to see your yeah. doc very regularly, and you're going to be under the watchful eye of, hopefully, a qualified physician who will help yes. you make sure you're staying out of trouble with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, more boys and girls have ADHD? This That's is a another good myth. myth for you to bring up. Yeah, this is yeah. very common. Yeah. Yeah. Um, more boys are diagnosed than girls the recent study from 2011 to 2013 by the national i don't know what that yeah the NHIS, for. that was in a great somebody in, in the uk yeah oh that's right um they found a diagnostic rate of 13.3 percent for boys 5.6 percent for girls all right and other large community samples have found a similar gender ratio of 2.3 to 1.0 however by adulthood here we go. By adulthood, studies have found that prevalence is nearly the same between genders. Yeah, because by adulthood, you're not bouncing off the walls anymore if you're, you know, wanting to stay involved in whatever activity it is, like work. Yeah, <laughs> right. So in class, the boys are diagnosed as children. The boys are diagnosed more because in school, they're bouncing off the walls. They're causing problems. They're getting up and running around the room. The girls are either quietly staring out the window and not doing anything, or they're passing notes, they're whispering, they're they're talking. That's how the hyperactivity is manifested differently and, and between the we genders. we can talk about, you know, nature versus nurture all day. Is there a genetic piece to this or whatever? But at the end of the day, we can say that our culture has inculcated young women to keep their mouths shut from a very mm-hmm. early age. And so it's not surprising... I mean, I'm not, I can't believe I'm the one, you know, attacking the patriarchy here, but, but, you know, it's, it's, it's absolutely the case that from, at least in the West, our culture absolutely punishes girls for the kinds of behavior in a much different way um, than it punishes boys for the the kinds of behavior that manifest as hyperactivity. Yeah. So that, so what we have to look at is over the lifespan, the diagnosis, diagnosis evens out. Absolutely. Between the genders. Yeah. And then the last one I think I have here, yeah, is ADHD medication removes creativity. Mm. Uh, this one's hard. What do you think? Uh, I've heard this from some people. I have heard this. I heard this from a good friend of mine, and he's like, I just wasn't myself. He was a designer, did interior designs, and, and he just like his, his design and capabilities shut down. But I also, I was talking about this just last week with somebody. I also noted that, you know, he didn't really go through the process, which we have talked about on this show. Uh, and it can take not just months, but sometimes years to sort out what is the ideal medication. And I feel right. like there probably would have been a medication that would have worked okay for him. But, yeah. you know, I, I didn't live in his brain. So at the end of the day, you know, he's, right. not, he's not medicated and he, and he, he struggles. Right. So the, what I have been taught and what I have seen is that if it's removing your creativity if it's dampening you and deadening you then you're probably on the wrong dose of the wrong medication yeah because if the meds are working correctly it removes the struggles which then can open up the creativity it's true and 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 that's the key is that you know if you're looking at medication to solve your problems well it's that's that's a mismatch with reality anyway and so i think that sometimes people think well i took the medication but then they didn't do the work and 
And it's like you said, we, we, we create the conditions that give us our best performance. We don't, we don't just let them happen to us. Yeah. Uh, so this one, I don't, people could argue with this one. Yeah. But I have not seen it antidotally. Oh God, there's that word again. Yeah. In, um, say the word for me. I, I'll point at you. I have not seen it. Anecdotally. Thank you. In the people with whom I've worked. Yeah, I've, I've seen this anecdotally, but I have not seen it in the research. And I don't think that this is, I, I think studies need to be designed to, to answer this one, I, you know. And maybe there are other medications that, 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 that we'll discover. That's one of the exciting things about the time we live in is we may find new ways to treat this. Um, right. You know, medically right. speaking. So. so here's my question for you, David. Yeah. If you knew that they could touch a gene in your brain and make your ADHD go away, would you do it? Have you seen the movie Limitless? No. Um, Is that what they did? Well, no, it's a completely different premise, but um, uh, it's a great movie. I would not. You know, and that's, I've given this a lot of thought. You know, there are, if you ask me on a different day where I'm like dealing with all the struggles and I'm down on it, then maybe I might have a slightly different, it'd probably just be a less enthusiastic answer. But, but no, I, this is who I am and, and I like my brain. You know, I do too. I, yeah, it maybe 20 years ago, 25 years ago, I would have considered it because life was so hard. Yeah. And now I, I, but there's always been part of my brain that I just love. I love the spontaneity and the goofiness of it. And I like your brain too, Dana. So thank you. you. If somebody asked me if they could give you a pill and take away your ADHD, I would say, no way. Don't do it. Yeah, absolutely. No, and, and, and there's a, there was an interesting um, lecture series I listened to on the brain a few years ago where a, a lecturer on neuroanatomy talked about ADHD in particular, and he, he gave a very compelling set of reasons why genetically and even evolutionarily speaking, we need people with ADHD. And We do. That's you, dear listener. We need you, but we need you to oh. manage, and we need you to increase your performance and we need you to do the stuff but we need you we do need you this was fun dana all these myths yeah there's probably some more oh i'm sure oh there are yeah well, let's hear your favorite myth, dear listener. Did we cover it? If not, reach out to us, kicksomeadhd.com slash 114, because this is episode 114. Uh, you can find a way to leave a comment there and add your thoughts. You can also tweet us or hit us up on Facebook. Also, if you want more great material like this, not only are there 113 other episodes of this show with more to come, but you can also go to danarayburn.com, and there's a ton of great materials there, including some free downloads that you should grab. And so D-A-N-A-R-A-Y-B-U-R-N.com, danarayburn.com. Yay, me. Yay, you. Thanks, David. Thanks, everybody. Go out, have a great week, and kick yourself some ADHD. Bam. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Kick Some ADHD with Dana Rayburn and David Johnson. Did you find this helpful? Please share it with everyone you know who, squirrel, uh, um, has ADHD, or might, and leave a rating and a review in your podcast app. It helps other people find us. For more help with ADHD, including information on Dana's ADHD Success Club and episodes of Kick Some ADHD you've missed, go to kicksomeadhd.com. Kick Some ADHD.